0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, both Democrats and Republicans are now demanding answers from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Not over COVID vaccines, not over his lies and deceptions with regard to masking and gain-of-function research. No, what they're demanding answers for now is his cruel experiments that involved puppies. Yes, you heard me correctly, puppies. I'm Dr. Everett Piper and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. One of the hot stories that's out there on social media right now, it's all over the place, or at least it has been for the last couple days, is this story involving his grand and glorious Dr. Anthony Fauci, the high priest of scientism, the man that knows more than any other man on the face of the earth as far as the progressive left is concerned. If Dr. Anthony Fauci says it's true, then it's true. We all must bow and worship in subservience to his glorious highness, the Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, we've just found out that Some of the research he's been funding involves experiments on puppies, and the world is outraged. Oh, they don't care about the fact that he has used aborted babies in his research. They don't care about the fact that we've butchered children to provide the fetal cells necessary to provide these medicines, these vaccines that we're now being forced to put in our into our bodies. No, that didn't catch everyone's attention. Excuse me, but what has caught their attention is that he would actually fund cruel and unusual experiments on innocent little puppies. I'm going to share this story and more with you on today's rebellion. Let's take an early break and thank our sponsors. And when I get back, we'll talk about the grand and glorious Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain, the man that knows everything, his high and mighty Dr. Anthony Fauci. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Before I proceed with this story, and it is the singular topic for the rest of the show, again, the topic will be Dr. Anthony Fauci's funding of experiments on puppies. Experiments that by anybody's measure are cruel and inhumane. And how Dr. Anthony Fauci is behind those experiments. Before we get into that story in the rest of the show, I want to remind you that if you would like to subscribe to The Rebellion, that I obviously encourage you to do so. Why? Because that's how I pay the light bill. Okay, let's just cut to the chase. I spend time on this show reading and writing and preparing to give you this information on a daily basis. Now, it does take some time, obviously, and time is money. And therefore, I would like to ask you to support The Rebellion by subscribing to it if you enjoy the content that I bring to you on a daily basis. You can subscribe to The Rebellion by going to patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. One more time. You can subscribe to The Rebellion by going to patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. Please consider doing so. And another thing you can do if you enjoy this show is go to the podcast version of it. If you're listening to it live on KOKL Radio, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. But also go to the podcast version, and you can find it on my website. That's just dreverettpiper.com. That's D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R.com. That's my website. Go to the podcast tab and download your favorite episodes. Post them out there on your social media and maybe forward one or two of them to your friends through Parler or MeWe or Gab or whatever social media you use, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use, Instagram, consider posting it out there so that we can gain more followers and build the momentum. Last month, we had over 46,000 listens to The Rebellion. I'd like to double that in short order, so help us do so. Thanks. I appreciate you letting me do a little shameless self-promotion as we get ready to talk about the grand wizard of scientism, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, you know why I say scientism rather than science. I've covered that in a previous show because we don't believe in science anymore. At least the progressive left doesn't, and they prove that on a daily basis. They are the science deniers. Proof? Well, they claim that Rachel Levine, or is it Levine? I don't know for sure how he, and I say he, pronounces his last name because he, Rachel Levine, is a male. He's a man, but he pretends to be a female. Why? Because he feels like it. Well, the facts don't care about your feelings, Science is about facts, right? Not feelings. Just because you feel like the earth is flat, Dr. Levine, doesn't make it so. The left has become nothing but science deniers. They deny, for example, that a woman is real. A woman is no longer a biological fact. A female is nothing but a fabrication of fantasy of a dysphoric male like Dr. Levine. So if this dude wants to pretend to be a woman, then that makes it so. Well, folks, that's not science. That's scientism. That's a religious fervor. That's not the pursuit of facts. Uh, More evidence of them being science deniers. If you dare to question the um, efficacy of masks, for example. If you point out that there are a lot of research studies out there across the world from Israel, from uh, France, from Great Britain, from Iceland, from Sweden, from Australia to the United Kingdom, to Canada and elsewhere. And here in the United States, the New England Journal, Journal of Medicine, among others, have all in the past challenged the efficacy of masks in curtailing the spread of viruses. But all of the sudden, all of the sudden, we ignore all of that data and we bow in subservience to his grand and glorious majesty, the Dr. Anthony Fauci, the high priest of scientism, a religion rather than science, which is nothing but the pursuit of facts. More evidence? Well, if, the, if, you, um, if you feel like you are gay, if you feel like you are trans, then that makes it so. Your inclinations are your identity. What, you're, what you feel inclined to do now becomes the sum total of your identity. Again, that's not science, people. That is the worship of feelings, the elevation of feelings over facts. The denial that a baby is a human being just because it hasn't exited the birth canal yet doesn't mean it's not human. What changes... What changes in the five seconds between the five seconds before the baby is born and the five seconds after it's born? Nothing has changed other than 10 seconds of elapsed time. And the only other thing that has changed is the location. So why is it not a human being, a baby, five seconds before it's born, but all of a sudden it becomes one five seconds after it's born? Well, the answer to that question is obvious. It was a human being all along. Nothing changed. The biology, the chemistry, the DNA, the genetics, everything about that human being was the same five seconds before it was born versus five seconds after. It changed location, and it's 10 seconds older than it was. But yet, the left says you can kill it because it's not human that five seconds before birth. Does this make any sense? No, it makes zero sense, zero sense. And I could go on and on and on about the science denying facts of the left. They are the science deniers now. If you dare to question them, question their mantra about global warming and climate change, you're a science denier. Question their mantra about vaccines, you're the science denier. Question their mantra about masking and social distancing, you're the science denier. Question their lunacy about subjective identity claims like LGBTQIA, you're the science denier. These flat earthers deny the reality before their very eyes, and then they have the audacity to turn around and call you and me the science deniers. Well, maybe they're getting exposed. Maybe it took this story about puppies to expose the grand and glorious Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, it appears that there are a lot of people upset with him right now. Why? Because nobody likes somebody who is cruel to puppies. There's a project that The Hill is reporting and that their investigators now show that Anthony Fauci's NIH Division funded $375,000 in a grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagle puppies and lock their heads in mesh cages filled with hungry sandflies so that the insects could eat them alive. I'm reading directly from the story right now. Do you want me to read that again? Some of you are cringing because you love dogs and you don't want to see innocent puppies tortured. Anthony Fauci funded it. He's behind it. Here's again the report from the Hill. Our investigators show that Fauci's NIH division, part of funded part of a three hundred seventy-five thousand dollar grant to a lab in Tunisia to drug beagle puppies and lock their heads in mesh cages filled with hungry sandflies, so that the insects could eat the puppies alive. It goes on. They also locked beagles alone in cages in the desert overnight for nine consecutive nights to use them as bait to, to attract the infectious sandflies. Your tax dollars, they conclude, work here. Debarking, drugging, and killing beagle puppies. Absolutely gruesome, close quote. That's what Representative Macy Told the Post Millennial, nearly 1.7 million dollars used to force feed and inject dozens of beagle puppies with experimental drugs. Dr. Fauci and the rest of the NIH leadership need to come forward and explain these hellish actions. Now, there's a disparity there between the 370 whatever million, or excuse me, 378, 75,000 dollars that I mentioned earlier on that specific. That specific experiment, where they locked the puppies' heads heads in mesh cages, excuse me, locked the puppies' heads in mesh cages and filled them with hungry sand flies, so that they would literally eat the puppies alive, and then the rest of the experiments, which came out to a total of 1.7 million. Now, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that this particular story is catching everyone's attention? Isn't it interesting that politicians on both sides of the aisle are outraged by this story? Isn't it interesting that they're demanding accountability and demanding an explanation of these hellish actions? Well, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, you're talking to a dog lover. I've got two labs, two Labrador retrievers, and they're my best friends. Trust me. My Labrador Retrievers are very spoiled. They get treated as well as any dog within miles. And I have two Pyrenees. I put that in quotation marks because they're actually mixed. My two labs are Chip, Chocolate Chip, and Brown Bear. So my labs, Chocolate Labs, are brothers. I got them out of the same litter, and their names are Chip and Bear. And I have these two Pyrenees, and they're named Mary and Pippin. After the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings. Now, my dogs are treated very well. They rule the kingdom out here in the Osage Hills of Oklahoma. I feed them well. I love them well. I treat them well. They're in dog heaven. I hate it when somebody is cruel to their dogs. In fact, I would give you a little bit of Oklahoma wisdom here, especially for those who are listening outside of Oklahoma right now. My friends in Ohio... In Indiana, and New York, and Pennsylvania, and other places, Kansas and Texas, that listen into to the rebellion. Here's some oaky wisdom for you. Never trust a man who kicks his dog. Okay? I'll say that again. A little oaky wisdom for you. Never trust a man who kicks his dog. Quote, unquote. What's the point? Anybody who's cruel to an animal is a jerk and is untrustworthy. There's something wrong with him. If you get your jollies out of abusing an animal, then there's something wrong with you. In fact, I'm breaking some horses right now, but I correct that language. I'm not breaking the horses. That's old guard language. What you do with horses today, if you have any sense about you, what real cowboys will do, what real horsemen will do, is you start your horses. You don't break your horses. What's the difference? The old idea was that you broke their spirit. You got on him, you played Buck and Bronco, you did the thing, and you broke the spirit of the horse until he just submitted. At times, it was dangerous both to you and to the animal. It wasn't the right way to do it. Well, the new way, the new way, which was made popular by the movie The Horse Whisperer, you know, Robert Redford, it was a movie about a real character who was... uh, Magical, almost, in his ability to communicate with horses, and he didn't go in and play cowboy and jump on the horse, and enjoy agitating the horse, enjoy abusing the horse. He didn't get on and try to hurt the horse or break its spirit. His his philosophy was to earn its trust, to start the horse rather than to break the horse. So, uh, I digress. My point is this: I don't like people who abuse animals. And I think a good old ax axiom is this, never trust a man who kicks his dog. Never trust a man who abuses his horse. Any good cowboy recognizes that he needs to earn his horse's trust. He isn't supposed to break his horse's will. If the horse trusts you, you don't have to break it. This is a good lesson for human relationships, too. So I don't like the fact that anybody would abuse an animal. But isn't it interesting that everybody is up in arms over puppies being abused and being treated cruelly and subjected to a violent and excruciating death, but yet the same people don't care that much about babies being executed in just as gruesome a fashion just a mere five seconds before they're born. Oh, we can stick a needle into the back of their brain and, actually suck out their brains uh, through partial birth abortion. And nobody wants to make a big stink about that? Oh, some of you do. I recognize that. You've been pro-life and fighting this nonsense for decades. But there are an awful lot of people out there that are outraged by this story about puppies who couldn't care less about the same type of treatment toward babies. That's one aspect of today's show. The other aspect is this. Let me tell you a story to highlight the problem with Dr. Anthony Fauci. I was in an apologetics conference some years ago. It was down in Tulsa, actually. It was being hosted by a a fairly large church down there, and I was invited to come in as one of the speakers for Christian apologetics for the weekend. Now, Again, if you don't remember what apologetics is, apologetics is the defense of the faith. It's the Greek word apologia, and apologia means apology, but apology doesn't mean I'm saying sorry for something. It means that you're defending something. So apologetics is the defense of, not saying you're sorry for Christianity, but the defense of the Christian faith, Christian doctrine, the Christian truths. So I was down in Tulsa. Speaking at this apologetics conference, I was not the lead. I was not the keynote. I was not the I was not the guy at the top of the marquee. J.P. Moreland was that man. J.P. Moreland is a Christian philosopher par excellence. I hold Dr. Moreland in the highest degree of respect. The guy is a hero. He's written prolifically. He has defended the Christian faith for decades. Well, Dr. Moreland was the big dog, and I was just invited to, you know, fill the time in between Dr. Moreland's talks. Dr. Moreland was done with one of his presentations, and there was Q&A. And at the end of the Q&A, he, uh, excuse me, at the end of his presentation, when he engaged in the Q&A, there were several questions. And then one question came from a young man. He was probably 16 or 17 years of age. By appearance, he appeared to, or he looked as if he was, oh, I don't know how else to say it. He was, a, he was a bookish young man. He had glasses. He didn't appear to be athletic. You could tell by the way he was communicating and posturing that he was very bright. It wasn't that he was being arrogant per se, but he, uh, precocious? Maybe is that the word? So this 17-year-old man, uh, young boy, young man, asked Dr. Moreland a question. He challenged him. Basically, he was saying, Dr. Morland, you have stood for the defense of truth, but I have found that truth is a relative construct. It's not an objective reality. Well, Dr. Morland was a little put off. I don't know if he was being a bit impatient that day or what, but he looked at this 17-year-old kid who just had the audacity to challenge his presentation on the objectivity of truth, the reality of truth, Truth with a capital T, and that it does exist, and that truths aren't just the byproduct of your construct and mine, of the social dialogue that we have with one another. And, you know, your truth is your truth, and my truth is my truth, and never the twain shall meet. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as it works for you. You know, that nonsense, that postmodern banter. Dr. Moreland had no patience for that, and this young man was trying to defend that particular position. Dr. Moreland responded to the young man after he asked his question, and he basically said this. Listen to me right now. I want you to hear this. He looked at the young man who stood out in the audience, and Dr. Moreland still up at the podium, and Dr. Moreland impatiently said, young man, you believe in killing puppies, and you could hear a pin drop because people really didn't understand what dr morlin was saying what in the world does any of this have to do with puppies and dr morlin aggressively repeated himself young man you believe in killing puppies your position says that you have no difficulty going out this afternoon and butchering puppies you are a puppy killer you believe you believe in terrorizing and killing puppies, and the young man withered. He didn't know what to say. End of story. Now, what's the moral here? The moral here is this. Dr. Moreland was brilliant. He could have tried to argue with the kid cognitively, intellectually, rationally, but Dr. Moreland realized that it was time to go after the emotions It was time to go after the feelings. It was time to go after the heart rather than the head. Because this kid was going to rationalize and debate everything that Dr. Moreland would say because he wanted to spar with the scholar, and he wanted to elevate himself to equal status with this sage of a man, Dr. Moreland. Dr. Moreland knew that. So what he did is he basically boiled it all down to a very emotional plea. Seriously? Do you think truth is relative? All truths are relative? Is killing puppies a relative truth? Is torturing puppies a relative truth? Is it good or is it evil? Is it objectively wrong to go out and kill puppies for fun? That was the point of Dr. Moreland's exchange. And the kid withered. He had no response. Like I said, he just wilted, and he slipped into his seat, and he was silent. Dr. Moreland had made his point. All of us recognize that there's something wrong with this. There's something wrong. Like it says in this news article, your tax dollars are at work here in killing beagle puppies, and it's absolutely gruesome. That's a quote from Representative Mace. Or is it Macy? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. The point is this that your tax dollars and my tax dollars are being used to take cute little puppies and put their heads in a mesh cage with sand fleas and let the sand fleas eat the puppies alive. And yes, that is absolutely gruesome. Here's the other point. Who's behind it? This Joseph Mingala of a man named Dr. Anthony Fauci. And yes, I know that's aggressive, but I'm sick and tired of people beating around the bush about Anthony Fauci. There's something wrong here. The man has lied to you about masks. He has lied to you about gain of function. He is obviously a little Napoleon that craves attention and craves power. He's obviously Gollum in the Lord of the Rings, who is gutturally growling, my precious, my precious, I won't give up my precious, the ring of power. That is Anthony Fauci. No moral human being would have insisted on maintaining the public stage the way he has insisted on doing. He loves the attention. He should have recused himself months ago from any voice and leadership role because he should have recognized in humility that he has lost his credibility with at least 50% of the American people. Nobody believes him any longer except those who have been drinking the Kool-Aid. This man is not a scientist. This man is the high priest of scientism. And he believes in torturing puppies. And he has funded it with your tax dollars. Never trust a man who will kick his dog. Such a man is not trustworthy. He's an arrogant butcher. I want you to remember this. I want you to remember the character of the man we're talking about. He lied about masks. He lied about gain of function. Now what's he gonna do with regard to this puppy story? Are you gonna let him lie about that? This man's dangerous. He is not someone you should be following. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.